Hi, Rom Squad. We're back. Hello, Rom Squad. Did you miss us? Do you think they missed us, Nana? I think so. I think, yeah, I don't know. Oh my gosh. All right. So, well, today... it's been a rough ass weekend. <laughs> I've had a very full week and weekend, I have to say. So, you know, it's like suddenly everybody decided that they that summer was almost over. And so they wanted to start going out and doing things. So it's been a lot of activity. It has. But, you know, that's nice. the movie we watched for this week's episode, I was looking and wondering when again I would be at a resort. So maybe what we should I, do to open this up is what what's the place you want to go to for the like if you could pick a resort to go to and like a country and a whatever and a resort to go to what would it be based on what we've seen in this movie today that is that tough about. um mostly I'm not really a resort person I don't do it that often um but if there was a country I don't know I was like in the mood to go to Greece this summer and that mm. didn't work out so I'll say Greece, but Greece, I don't want to stay at a resort. I want to stay in this little house and like I have neighbors and there's like a hot neighbor named Yanis and then he'll, he maybe goes, he goes, (laughs) yeah, he maybe goes fishing in the morning and I'm like, and this is basically sisterhood in the traveling pants. And so I'm like walking around. (laughs) Just waiting, just like just waiting for that to happen, right? Yeah. Um, I'm just like walking around at sunrise and Yanis is like fishing and we catch each other's eyes yeah that's what i'm looking for this summer okay well well, it's not happening this summer not i'm gonna just break it to you um but you know maybe put a pin in it for summer 2022 uh okay what country would i pick i don't know maybe somewhere i wouldn't want to do a resort either i'd like to do like an airbnb or like a nice hotel in like bali or something i'm not a resort person like the whole all-inclusive all that sort of stuff doesn't really appeal to me um, as much, but it seems to have worked out for the leads in this movie we're watching today. We watched yeah. today, Resort to Love. Woo! Love the play on words, uh, not unlike falling in love. I yes. think Netflix yes. and Christina Milian have found a formula. The Christina Milian rom com cinematic universe, um, yep. and it's just the second movie. We'll see what more is added. Uh, well, so before we talk about Resort to Love, Nana, you want to tell everyone why we do this podcast? No. God. <laughs> this has been so we started off so well you guys we got grumpy nana and it's not her fault honestly she has a right to be grumpy <laughs> dude it rains every day like from four to like six like torrential tropical rains it's just gray it's been you know it's been bringing you got rain it's been miserably hot up here it's like it's true. it's disgusting it's you go outside and it's like already like you're drenched in sweat or something it's so oh god don't even get me started uh but anyway fine i'll tell everybody about hell yeah hold on let me just get uh my like persona my podcast persona going okay so we are hell yeah and it's spelled h-e-a i'm sorry 
I just, I, I, like you expected that to go unremarked, and it's not possible for me to do that. <laughs> it's, just, it's physically impossible for me to do that. <laughs> um, it's spelled H-E-A because H-E-A stands for happily ever after. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're seeking in our content. And so this podcast is organized so that we can just, you know, explore the romance genre, whether rom-com, romantic drama, whatever, um, because we're too bitch ass boss black africans lawyer what else is there lawyer ladies who love love and love the romance mm-hmm. genre but True. we think that it's oftentimes just dismissed mostly because it's female centered or women centered mm-hmm. and um we want to change that we want to like look more incisively and critically at romance this is not the movie where we do that because there's not that much <laughs> deep on, criticism like substance wise resort to love is not giving you a lot to work with but ever, like views wise yes very much yes so. but the other part of what we do is not just like the criticism and the you know you know, put on our like tortoise rim glasses and being intellectual part of this. We also just look for pockets of pleasure and joy. And this yeah, movie right. did provide a pocket of pleasure. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, well, so let me. So thank you, Nana. Uh, so at first sight. So I guess, well, this is our at first sight section. I'll go first. Um, I saw the trailer. You know what it is? I saw the trailer for this movie and it looked um, I, it looks like I, I, I wasn't sure what it looked like. It looked like it'd be a lot of fun. And I sent it to Nana yeah. and Nana was like, we're talking about this on the podcast. And I was like, oh, we are. <laughs> She's like, yes, we must. I said, okay, okay, okay. So that was the trailer was the first, um, my first sort of interaction with it. And that was like a couple weeks ago. Cause this came out like in July, uh, I think. Um, yeah, I and, think then, so. and then I watched it t- today, this evening and I had a delightful time. So not as much. There's no deep story here about, you know, resort to love and uh, me like falling in love with it. But also it's because it came out last month in fairness. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. For me, it's the same. At first sight, I saw the trailer that Misan sent to me. It had everything I wanted. It had Christina Milian, who we'll discuss a little. I love I just I'm rooting for her. I always have been since even like. You know, take it slow. Da 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 da. da. You know that song. Pop pop yeah. pop that thing. I'm gonna show you how to make a man sing. Hey. And then there's. <laughs> I love. I just. I like her a lot. So yeah. Um, and I enjoyed uh, her other rom com. Uh, falling in love i even liked her in that nick cannon movie from back in the day so um, oh i mean love don't cost a thing of course you like love don't cost a movie because love don't cost a thing is a classic of the early 2000s an urban movie classic yeah exactly so So i loved it i love her she's a woman of color and afro latina um then the dude was just like Wow, he's just so attractive. Like it just it's wow. honestly like, like it just <laughs> half of the movie was me just staring at Ugly Wells. Yeah. Like honestly. Yeah. So yeah. that was it. So I was like, we're gonna talk about this movie. I watched it also today and I giggled and I just had fun. And it's just like it was just it's like cotton candy. It was just for delight. And yeah. that's okay. Cause yeah. you know, sometimes that's you need allowed. that. It's allowed. It's allowed. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, so I guess we can talk about the the structure, the setting a little bit, which is because honestly, I think that's the feels like that's the the what, what like the most money and time and, and like development and everything was on the resort that was beautiful, um, absolutely like 
just like stunning. Like they had like a few scenes in New York and then it was the rest of it was there yeah. uh, in Mauritius, <laughs> which was an interesting choice. Um, I think, I don't know why Mauritius, maybe it was just because it was like the least expensive option for them to do it at that resort. I, I, I'm curious as to how that played out. What do you think? Was it on, so it was on locale in Mauritius? Ah, uh, you know, I just assumed it was, but maybe not. It just because it maybe it's just a, gen- a generic. You know, you might be right that it wasn't actually because it would be a lot of effort I don't, to go to Mauritius. Let me see. Yeah, I don't even know. It just felt like any like honestly like Mauritius. It, we didn't talk about the country at all. We don't know anything about the people. No, it, zero. It was, it's it, just it, the resort. It was. It was not. It. It wasn't interested in Mauritius. It could have been like changed out for any exotic locale because um, that's not the movie. Isn't about you know that. But um, I thought it wherever it was it was just gorgeous like absolutely just like crystal blue waters white sand it kind of reminds me of zanzibar like Mm. which is like one of my favorite places on earth um and it just made me want to go somewhere beautiful and tropical and you know have like a little tropical drink and enjoy myself much like Christina Milian in that extended montage where she's enjoying herself <laughs> at, the, at the resort. Like, most, of the, most of the joy aside from like thirst, like, you know, lusting after Cinque Wells, the like male lead ostensibly in this movie, was watching all of the views and just being like, wow, when will I get to go yeah. on a trip like that again? Well, Nana, you want to talk about the plot? And then we can get into our other reactions to the movie after. So the plot starts off and we're basically dealing with Christina Milian's character, Erica. She's with her best friend who is like classic, you know, slightly chubbier, funny best friend. We'll get into this. This this movie really loves its rom-com tropes. (laughs) So we have we have like but it's played by I think her name, Timberly Hill. She's hilarious. She's amazing. Um, And so they're like, oh, you're we're going to like some like launch or whatever you call it what do you call it records yeah no it was a listening party party. listening party listening party that's the word we're going to listening party oh my dress something happened to it well there is a dress you can wear your wedding dress and so we get (laughs) so the audience this is what we call i guess dramatic irony we (laughs) where we don't know what the characters know um i don't remember but anyway so we don't know what's going on but they like create a little bit of suspense oh it's foreshadowing that's where it is and so we're like that they're like that we later learn that that was the dress that she was going to wear to her wedding that was called off but in the meantime her friend like fixes it up so that all of a sudden it's just like a couture white dress she goes to the listening party there's some kind of like rapper producer type who i guess she is like was working with on this album he says someone leaked my song i'm never working i'm not releasing the album she's like oh what and so like basically like all her work that went into that album is for nothing then we have her like remembering her past relationship when this guy proposed to her played by jay farrow who i think is a surprising choice for like a rom-com guy i agree Uh, (laughs) and he wasn't just like comedic relief either like comic relief rather yeah so it was was different it was different sorry i know sorry to interrupt you but sidebar like i just have to say that her wedding dress in particular the one that she had chosen was very underwhelming to me yeah and then especially in comparison to you know maybe another wedding dress we might see spoiler uh i think the second one yeah was better. anyway go on 
Yeah, I mean, it, it got very little screen time, so I get why the costuming people didn't spend a lot of time yeah, on like it. Not worried about it. <laughs> yeah. At all. So we, she like ha, she was like at a. We get a flashback. She's with Jay Sparrow or not Jay Sparrow, Jay Farrow, and um, he, you know, it's his birthday. She's singing. I think she's singing no one right yeah, she is. a song that's featured very prominently sorry this is me going off course i was like why is this song so prominent and then you remember Alicia Keys is the producer <laughs> yeah like, no, like no shade to alicia keys you know like personal opinions aside about alicia keys no shade because she's very talented but like when i think of like a romantic song that people really want to sing it's like their wedding song no one is not at the top of the list for me honestly yeah it's a I good song it's a great song, song but yeah. it's not something that's like oh that should be our wedding song yeah and when it kept like you said just kept popping up like from time i was like oh okay got it yeah because yeah, i was like oh like maybe they didn't get the rights to another song it's because the it's producer she's, is she's, the writer yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um okay so she's singing it it's his birthday he proposes to her oh that's nice what's going on oh she wakes up or she, she's like on her couch and she's like watching the video of that proposal on her mm-hmm. computer she's actually classic rom-com I, like Bridget Jones type of mess. I'm drinking wine. I'm not getting up from bed or I'm not getting off of the couch because I'm so depressed. Okay, her friend is like, get your life together. I got you a gig at a resort. And she's like, my career's over. And she's like, her friend is like, just go sing at this resort. And she's like, this is beneath me because it's basically being a lounge singer. And her friend's like, get your ass to the resort. <laughs> That's like basically the exchange. She gets to the resort. Oh, it's so pretty. She meets this uh, Australian guy, Barrington, who you think is going to be more comic relief but isn't but he's just like a pleasant fellow he says he fell in love and that's why he stayed on the island she remembers that her guy oh it's revealed earlier that her guy and her broke up because like he got a job as a vp some banker in like charleston south carolina Mm -hmm. and he left and she didn't go with him like he just left and so she's like barrington you like stayed in your girlfriend's country because you love her then she remembers her fiance didn't love her enough She's sad. Okay. Then she gets to the resort. There's like classic, again, rom-com trope, mean lady, like hotelier, who's like very like rude and is like staff needs to be put in their place and they can't intermingle with guests. You think it's going to be a big deal, kind of like uh, Dirty Dancing? It's not. Mm -hmm. She just kind of says it periodically. (laughs) She also gives me a heavily colonial vibe. This is the point where I was like, what is the history of colonization in Mauritius? And Googled it. (laughs) As an aside. (laughs) It's a weighty aside, Nana. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what is the makeup? Why is, what's, were the French there? I was confused, so I looked it up. Okay, I pressed play on the movie again. <laughs> I love that you looked it up, but you're not going to tell us what you found. <laughs> like, that's just like a surprise. Yeah. Like, someone else has to go figure it out. I mean, Google I, it. Google it yourself, yeah. Rom Google squad. it. Google it. You have Mostly hands. Because you can I type. You know what you Google is. Hands. We're not going to spoon feed intellect- these lessons. Yeah. <laughs> be intellectually curious. <laughs> the only hint I'll give you, the only hint I'll give you is the French were there and the British were kind of there and they sent 
Indian people to be indentured servants there. So wow, that sounds like so, a, like uh, like wow, like a triumphant trio of colonial horrors. Yeah. Is what Classic that East like. Africa. Ah, what, what are you gonna do? It happens. And you know, of course, when so you say the- they were there, I mean it was that was the most innocuous things that they were doing when they were there. It was fairly like. Really no impact on the natural population or on the actual, you know, like, topography well, of the land. Definitely not. Exactly. They were just there. They just did there. some stuff. Just like vibing. The other reason why I didn't get into this is I didn't spend enough time. I couldn't figure out who the native population was. It was too confusing. <laughs> so I just, like, moved on and then started watching the movie again. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. Okay. I learned something, though, so thank you. <laughs> no, Google it, you guys, and we'll actually maybe come back to it. Because I just, it was a lot of history that I couldn't digest on this break from the movie. Yeah. Because I needed to watch this movie. So I went back to the movie. Where was I? Oh, mean colonial French lady. Okay. So she's there, and she's like, um, Christina Milian. Basically, like, let me get this, do this a little faster. She's at the resort. They're like, you have to sing at weddings. And she's like, what? Weddings? Ah. And then we get like a wedding singer type of thing where she's like singing and she's depressed about singing at a wedding. And everybody's like, you're bringing down the vibe. Then Barrington is like, you need to feel happy again. So then she's singing, I will survive in an afro. Yeah, that incredible afro wig is something. (laughs) And an afro wig and like a Selena kind of like purple disco. Yeah, jumpsuit. You know, and the they Selena were like flared pants. Honestly, like <laughs> yeah. the fashion yeah. was honestly, the fashion budget yeah. was pretty good. Aside from that tacky wedding dress yeah. at the beginning, the rest of it. Wasn't yeah, good. it was good. Uh, so as there's, I will survive. We get an entire montage that shows her finally ret- enjoying her time at the resort, making friends with Barrington. We get a glimpse of his special lady friend. Mm-hmm. I liked that because I was curious. Um, and she's just having a good time wearing lots of cover-ups, you know, bathing suits. Awesome summer, her hair like, has that like wet resort curly. wear. Yeah. I actually was like, and I was like, man, yeah. if when I go on vacation next to somewhere tropical, I want to wear a lot of the things you're wearing. I know. It looked fabulous. Yeah, like, yeah. she went from, like, kind of being like, oh, life is miserable. Oh, there are lizards in my room to, like, enjoying yeah, herself. She did. Okay. She did. So she's at the resort. She is like hanging out like on the beach because oh yeah staff isn't allowed to like swim at the resort so she's hanging out on the public beach a guy is like drowning and so she saves him but then he like struggles to find his gopro so pulls her down oh blackout but she's saved by a hunk of man is it sinqua how do you say it? i think or it's I, I meant to check but i think it's sinqua we're gonna go with sinqua it's s-i-n-q-u-a oh, and he, let me tell he you is something. Just, he is. I don't even want to do it now because I need like a proper oh, time God. to just go. He is it's so really attractive. He ridiculous. is just built like a refrigerator in a good way. Just solid. It's not a compliment. No, it's solid and it's filled with yummy goodness. And, I, and I'm, and I'm going to take I'm going to take a little peek at night and see if I can get a tree. That's how he's built like a refrigerator. I'm trying so hard not to make this more sexual. <laughs> I'm like, hold, I'm really like, I really like I'm holding, like biting my lips, closing them together to not do it. You know what? I, we're just going to move past. We're going to keep it. Go- we're just going to keep going. Yes. We're going to keep going. <laughs> so he saves her. 
they like have a little bit of a moment he's like I'm here for my brother's wedding she's like he's like can I see you again she's like very coy oh uh, you'll see me I'm sure she goes back to the resort is thinking about that cute guy and then she bumps into him at the resort the hotel and she's like what are you doing here and he's like I'm staying here this is where my brother's wedding is turn around guess who the brother is Jay Farrow what <laughs> what Yes, her ex-boyfriend. Her ex-fiance. Or sorry, ex-fiance. This hot hunk of man is his older brother. They like kind of quickly explain it away by like, because you're kind of like, how would he have not known who his brother's fiance was ever? But he's like had a mysterious, like, I guess he was a war guy. He was like a special ops guy. Yeah, special Special forces. forces And he had a strange relationship with his brother. So they hadn't seen each other in the four and a half years. Like that Erica, Christina Milian's character dated um, Jason. Yeah, exactly. They never met or seen each other at all. Yeah. And that's because the brothers, like you said, are restrained. Yeah. I will say the movie is very good at cleaning up details that you would think they would forget, but they do it in a really facile way. But I do appreciate the attention to detail because it's almost like they preempt you being like, wait a minute, this isn't believable. And then they explain it. Uh, We see Jay Farrow. It's kind of like a... Kind of reminds me of that Cary Grant movie, My Favorite Wife. Basically, like, very old Hollywood, like, it's you, it's what, it's what. Like, you know, that kind of like, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) And so... So there's a scene that kind of reminds me of that. And then he's with his fiance, who seems like she's going to be a very high strung kind of stuck up woman. Mm-hmm. But she's not. She's cool. And he's, she's like, you're his friend from New York. I like wanting to meet more of his friends from New York. Let's be friends. Also, okay. She's so then gorgeous. Why is she? So she's really pretty. It she kind of she kind of reminds me of Solange sometimes in her you life. She also like kind of a bougie me, version. Solange and also um, Chloe Bailey. From Chloe and Hallie, there are some points in like when I was Interesting. when I was like, I was oh, like, I could, I yeah, could I was like, it. I feel like you could, could be her sister, it. you know, or like a cousin or something. Yeah, she could be your sister, or her cousin yeah. as well. So that was interesting. Uh, so yeah, so gorgeous fiance and her sister are there. They're like, hey, why don't we all be friends and hang out? So she's forced to hang out with her fia- uh, his her ex fiance, his new fiance, and his uh, best friend who's played by Asian Bay actor from, from Molly's, Insecure. Molly's boo on Insecure yeah. where she like fumbled yeah, that relationship. Yeah, he's, he's real cute. Yeah, very, very cute. Yeah, what's cute. his name? Andrew Hodge or something? Yeah. He's really cute. Uh, so no, he's kind of there Hodge. as a treat. Alexander Hodge is his name. Alexander Hodge. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Alexander Hodge. And um, then there's a bunch of stuff that's Wait, happening. Did we Basically, say, she sorry, hangs out. Did we say that... Uh, Jason tells uh, Erica not to say anything about them being engaged because they're oh, yeah. they're so, it's so close. Like he like ghosted her and like just yeah. left, and then it felt like maybe at like a couple days later he met his fiance, his new fiance Beverly, and then the rest was history because she lived next door to him in the same building or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Exactly. Thank you, Misa. That's an important point. So now, because hijinks are going to ensue, yes. right? Like yes. because we have to keep this a secret. Yes. Also, new like hotty hotty uh, Sinqua, who's I guess his name's Caleb. Yes. We could call his his character's name's Caleb. Yes, Caleb. He he knows. Uh, Asian Bay's name is Christian. Yes. Christian knows everybody except for the fiance and her sister know what's up, right? Yeah, really but they're keeping it a secret. Yes. Um. So. Fiance is like, hang out with us more. They go on hikes. There's this moment where the guy has like, um, what's his name? Jay Farrow's character, Jason, Jason mm-hmm. 
is afraid of heights and he's like crossing a rope bridge and everybody's like, oh, no, he's got, he has this like thing that happened to him at camp and it's coming Camp-lasky. back like PTSD. Yeah. Camp Pulaski. And so Christina Milian like marches across like an Indiana Jones character and get like grabs his hand and is like, I'm here with you. Let's go. And in that moment, he's like, ooh, I bit made a big mistake. So he starts having doubts that maybe the love of his life was actually Christina Milian's character, Erica. Okay, I'm actually just going to make this really short. A lot of things ensue, but basically Jay Farrow's character is like having second thoughts and he keeps trying to meet up with Christina uh, Christina Milian's character, Erica, because it's like, let's meet because we need to talk because he's having doubts. Meanwhile, Erica's becoming good friends with Beverly and Beverly's sister. Mm -hmm. Beverly, so much so that Beverly invites her to her bachelorette party. Also, Caleb seems to be falling for her, but he's also just like trying to keep an eye on her to like make sure that like the wedding kind of happens without a hitch, right? Like, yeah, but so I, yeah, like one... he says that's what he's doing, but I think his primary motivation because like it kept, yeah, like, he could see like there was still like you know sp- or, like it's still a connection between Erica and Jason, and he was like cut cut that out, like that. You yeah, can see, cut like, that he's, like, out. Trying to like purposely like block it off from happening so he can like you know slide in there. Yeah, so there's, like, a scene where, like, uh, Jason is supposed to meet up with Erica, like, after the bachelorette's parties or something, I think it is. Yeah. Or maybe, or maybe, yeah, yeah. and so, That's right. uh, so she's, like, waiting at her, like, little hut or whatever, her lodge for him, but guess who shows up? Caleb. And Caleb's like, I got my eye on you, too, but do you want me to leave? And she's like, no. So they drink beer, watch Netflix, like, movies, and fall asleep in the same place. It's cute. Jay comes... Jason comes and is like because he, oh yeah he has this rivalry with his brother where his brother was like always the better one you know yeah. like better than him at everything and so he has seen that there's an attraction between his ex and his brother he doesn't like it so he comes and sees the two of them together he feels like jealous and like in a huff mm. um, and yeah so he's like he and Christina Milian's character Erica have a talk and he was like actually I was coming here to break it off with you because he had had like a talk with Beverly and kind of realized that she was the one but he says when I saw you with my brother I just felt all this jealousy and I don't know how I feel and ah and then Erica's like dude we're not right for each other we never were go marry your girl yay they're gonna get married it's the wedding day Guess what they find out? Erica find or not Erica, Beverly and her sister. Because who lets it slip? Oh, oh Naomi, Jay, Caleb Jay, and Jason's mom. Who's yes, the Caleb and Jason's Jason's overbearing mother is there. Like because the in laws are now here. She's like, hey, isn't that Erica? I can't believe he invited his ex to the wedding. Beverly's like, this is news to me. Beverly's sister is just seeing red mm-hmm. and wants to like body slam mm-hmm. Erica. Yes. Because right. you don't do her sister like that. She gives me a hardcore Solange vibe. If yeah, you know what I for mean. sure. Uh, <laughs> so they decide. Um, they like they decide to call off the wedding, or not? They decide. Um, Beverly's like, I can't get married. Then Erica's like chases after her. It is like he loves you, and you love him, and you guys are great together. Yay! And we were never right for each other. And I just got the closure I needed. Okay, fine. Jason and Beverly get married. Erica's like super gracious. Everybody's like really good friends, I guess. I want to talk about that shortly. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Caleb is now into (laughs) Caleb is now into Erica, and so they're together. 
we will talk about this. Nobody has any lingering jealousy or resentment yeah. that there's in this weird sort of menage a quatre of all these people. <laughs> there's like everybody's just intermingle. It's a love square, but there's no residual anger about it. And so, yay, they ended up and we have Erica and Caleb together and Beverly and Jason are married. The end. Yes. That's right. Thank you, Nana, for that plot summary. Yeah, I I, tr- I try. I try. You know, it's really, you know, it's a gift that you have to really to do it like week in, week out when we have these episodes. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we can talk a little about the characters now um, and then, you know, like weave in our other thoughts about just the general story. Uh, mm-hmm. Erica as the lead was like this like Christina Milian's character. Uh, well, first of all, like I like I enjoyed watching this movie. I thought this movie was a fun watch. Like I thought it was. um Funnier than I thought it was going to be. Definitely lacking on substance, but, like, I was entertained. Zero substance. Like, nothing. (laughs) But I I was entertained. And I think Christina Milian does a good job of, like, sort of trying to spin um, the lack of substance into something, like, at least a little bit emotionally resonant. It's She tries, you know. And so, like, I don't think that's an easy thing to do with a movie like this that actually is really an ensemble cast. There's so many different faces. Um, and Erica, the character, is sort of like this like dreamer who's always wanted to have a music career. She thought she had her big break, and then is like realizing like it didn't like it was snatched from her. And then the like relationship she sacrificed in order to have the big break also was you know is gone. So she's like you know it's like she's in the place of like really like thinking about her life choices. Like a lot of the different characters are aside from Beverly, really all seem to be in like a yeah. sort of like a life crisis moment like what happens next like what like as i figure out this next part of my life and i think it that it was i wish they'd done a little bit more of that but i guess it wouldn't be the hallmark-esque you know lifetime movie that we watched if they did so yeah yeah i agree like and i I mean yeah just re-stressing your point this movie and again we'll talk about this in greater detail later this is an algorithmic rom-com it's like it basically churned out every single trip like netflix was like what do people like black women like how stella got her groove back people liked the wedding singer people like my best friend's wedding people like dirty dancing slash dirty dancing havana nights let's put it in a pot yeah. and make a movie yeah. right I mean, I guess when you <laughs> oh make what else do my people... algorithm which is the netflix way <laughs> yes. then this is what happens exactly but the problem is you lose exactly. the substance because you're like getting the aesthetics right but then the actual sort of heart of it is, 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 you know, a little missing. Totally true. I will say that. OK, so and and part of the Netflix algorithm is like people like Lifetime slash Hallmark yeah. romance movies. Yeah. Right. So like to your point, this felt like that. But the production value was infinitely better, which yeah, I think true. added to it. That's true. And then th- this is like my, me finally making my way back to like sort of the proper seg- like connection to what you said, which is that. What I think works for this movie is the cast itself elevates the material, mm-hmm. right? And so I I think it could have actually, like, because I watch a lot of these Hallmark movies, and how do I say it? A lot of people, actors seem to make Hallmark movies when a bill has come due. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or like, like, they're, like, it's clearly like they're there for the check, right? Mm-hmm. This movie, especially Christina Milian, and I think she does it in Falling in Love too. She just gives, like, gives it her all. Yeah, she just goes and for she it. Really she really enjoys it. it. Yeah, yeah. She goes for it. 
here's my slight standing of her is that she's someone who even though she wasn't part of the Disney machine gives me hardcore Disney machine vibes mm. because she kind of can do everything she can dance she can sing she can act she's so keen and like you can tell she has like a bit of a work ethic mm. that like shows in the movies mm. and so I think that really helps like movies like this you know yeah, because you you're just even though like the character of Erica is written relatively flatly I think it like Christina Milian kind of imbues maybe the goodwill that we have for her into mm. the character. So you're really truly rooting for the character. Yeah, so yeah. I, there's I, something I, about know. like you like there's something that you connect with even if there's not much there. And I think the singing really helps. The fact that you can actually sing, then you remember that Christina Milian yeah. is actually a singer first, um, rather than yeah. like an actress. Uh, I think that helps a lot. Did she sing in Resort? I'm mean, sorry, in Falling in Love, in being I N N. No, I don't remember I, doing that right. Yeah. I don't remember her singing. I think this is a movie where she's like, okay, I need to sing. And yeah. they're like, whatever you want. Sure. Let's just, just write in it. some seats. All right, <laughs> You're a singer in this movie. Enough about Christina Milian. I want to talk about Cinco Wells because <sighs> she is just like, I almost want to start doing scales to prepare to have this conversation because I really feel like it depends, you know, like, you know, do it me fast. You know, I'm not doing it. Uh, but like, it just it feels <laughs> like you really need to like give it the, like maybe there should be like Gregorian chants. Like to really like have this like when he because the first time you see him is like he has Christina Milian in, in his arms, you know, he's carrying her out of the water, and then the dude that Christina Milian was trying to that rescue was, is on his shoulders. <laughs> that was and hilarious. He has the both of them. And he's coming out of the water, and all you just see is like, like the different rows of his the, the eight pack that he has, just like yes. emerge, like emerge from the water, and you're like, oh my god, what is happening? And yeah. then you see that he is just a hottie with a real body and body. He is. <laughs> he like. L- l- I'm gonna get a little personal with y'all. Okay. <laughs> This type of man, and this is, you know, Rom Squad, we're a community, so I'm going to tell you something, and then if you find this type of man, send him my number, because this is, like, my kryptonite, okay? Mm. About 6'2", 6'3", solidly built, but not, like, a linebacker or anything, you know what I mean? Mm. Kind of slim, but, like, broad shoulders, just pure muscle, chocolate skin, like, mm, 70% 70% cacao kind of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Nana, who do you like, think you are? Like, honestly. She said, like, oh, okay. So then we have, like, a Lint chocolate bar. It says 70% cacao or whatever that you get it from the That's the kind of And man. then you bring it, like, like is, are you asking the ROM squad to get one of those bars and then get to put it next to this 70% to, And maybe it's not 70. Man. Maybe it's 80. It might be 80. Regardless. 80%. Maybe 80%. But I love me like a 70 to 80% cacao man. 6263. Solidly built. Great abs. Like, oh. And then like that smile. Just like a, like a straight, dazzling white smile. Oh, and with a little quirk, really you know, like the little corner yeah. kind of smirk. And then a little bit of facial hair goes a long ass way. This I will guy- say this. I Googled Cinco <laughs> Wells because I was trying to figure out where I'd seen him before. And yeah. like one of the pictures that popped up was him with like no hair. 
Like, just yeah. like a full-on buzz cut. I have to say, the hair really elevates The hair works. Yeah, the hair does. I 100% great. It really, it's like, I it really I love it. Oh, he's a, and I think at some point he was wearing red trunks, which just like accentuates. Yes, all the he was. He came said. out of the water. Also, yes. his wardrobe, the entire yes. movie. Girl, that's another Girl. thing about his wardrobe. Like when, like with the little, like you know, the buttons open, just a pop of a little bit. Of, he like, doesn't know how to fully. He doesn't he never know how to fully button a shirt. Any of his shirts, they were never he buttoned. He's like, he got never. to the last two or three, and he's like, you know what? Just give them a little. <laughs> <laughs> Give them a little tit. There's a little titty. Like just a little man titty. It's right. just a little titty. Just, just a little, little titty. man titty and it's okay. <laughs> Gosh. Bruh. Like I I mean, it was different from the Captain Von Trapp in the sense like yeah, Captain Von different. Trapp, like his energy is very titillating, you know, yeah, like because you, you think and of, like, like we talked about sex. how like with the like the writing, you know, yeah, like, the, the writing crop, crop like it's like, like the can, freaky like, kind of like, sex yes, you're gonna sir, have, yes, yes. Not, like that sort of vibe. Yes, that's mm-hmm, not that's mm-hmm. not Caleb's. Vibe not this here, is no. just pure delectable man, just yes. pure, True. and he's not. I don't, you know. I don't know if he's the type who's going to get the crop out for me, you know, but that's okay. I don't, like, I don't, I I don't like, think that's his vibe. But I don't he think, might, I don't you know think what though? Fun. I feel like if you ask nicely, he would do it. Maybe. But it wouldn't Maybe be the thing would. that he like, he wouldn't he, lead with that, you know? Yeah. But he's the type that we're going to eat like ice cream. In my case, dairy free, unfortunately. We're going to eat ice cream. Or if you get a lactate <laughs> and pop it first, Nana. Yeah, get a lactate. I'm going to be wearing like fuzzy socks. My hand, like my legs are going to be draped across his lap mm. and he's going to be like rubbing my feet mm. while we watch netflix that's his and you're watching a particular show like maybe you're i don't even know show. maybe you're watching like white lotus resort or something or starstruck but you're watching something very enjoyable we're he's the type who will watch like the bachelor with you just yes or love islands or love island (laughs) justice for love island guys i you know i might talk about that i don't watch either but i know it's i i'm gonna (laughs) it it pains me honestly (laughs) but he's just that guy like he is boyfriend material but he's like yes. dream boyfriend like yes. if god would be so kind and merciful and good give me a boyfriend who looks like that he's I like know. that i know so that's my uh Cinqua wells like so clear like so obviously caleb black and this is the thing i don't even know that i was paying as much attention to caleb as he was talking about you know the fact that he had left the military now oh, didn't know what to do with himself I don't care. like figuring out his motivations <laughs> I was too busy looking at him being charmed by Christina Milian's character, just like looking and smiling at her and like yes. seeing his uh, his chance to really get in there and making sure to cock block his brother at every opportunity. And I respected mm-hmm. that because that was a man that was taking action while his little brother was waffling all over again. And that's why they're estranged, too, because this dude can just like get in there and be like, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you know, Jason just a little like, I don't know. Yeah. Although Jason, I was too- Jason was what? like. I felt for Jason though. He was he just was Jason someone was that, fine. He was fine. He was fine. I could see yeah. the appeal. I could see the appeal. Yeah, I think for me with like Caleb's character, I barely listened to anything he said because the whole time I was like imagining pouring like salted caramel down his abs and just <laughs> to go with my seventy percent cacao <laughs> and just having just, dessert. You know, they're so I'm like. <laughs> My mind is like thinking like I don't. There's so many places I can take that, and I'm not even sure. <laughs> you know, it's like overload. It's like overload. Like you know what I mean? Like sensation overload. I'm like, oh my god. I'm just oh god. 
Yeah. Yeah. So you really like, couldn't listen to what he was saying. Honestly, it was no, it was no. it was distracting. Not. I'm sorry. Like, his lines, I'm sure, I'm sure he did a great job reading the lines, but I really just kept looking at his face and his yeah. chest. His so. chest, his body, his everything. Like, everything. I, okay, Sinqua, uh, maybe you can do some sort of indie movie where you, so you go through some trauma and I'll take you seriously as an actor. I'm sure you're a fine actor, but I'm sure when you're in actor. this movie looking yeah. like that, yeah. I'm gonna salivate for it's most true. of it. I mean, and that's why. I mean, happening. they put him in those red pants for a reason. Yes, you remember and the those red pants? Ha- yes, yes, the red pants, and he had these like kind of fun Hawaiian shirts, which yes. no- normally don't look very, good like, on guys. Tropical. But- very yeah. tropical, very like, tropical. And he'd yeah. have like kind of like a Cuban link or a little chain, just like, yes. I forgot about that. Oh my god, oh. don't get me. <laughs> Honestly, we should probably stop there because I'm going to say something okay, more inappropriate we'll than I already have. And my parents might still yeah. be listening to this podcast. Yeah. So. <laughs> and we shouldn't objectify him. He's a good yeah, person, I'm sure. A, he seems like a very kind person. And his, char- his character was like His very, character's so kind. It was very kind. Oh, kind yeah. is exactly what you think of. All right, who else yeah. do we want to talk about in terms of the characters? Who else? We talked about her BFF already, right? Yeah, her BFF, I just think that actress is really funny and fun. Yeah. And... I she's a type of actress who I will say I want in the olden days she would be um sort of pigeonholed or typecast into the best friend role and so yeah. I hope I see her doing other things that's just the one thing I'm gonna say Timberly Hill I think her name she's really funny yeah, like right. just there's like name. these random like line deliveries that's what I'm saying like there are lines that were like kind of funny but because of the delivery like I actually laughed out loud yeah. and she's like one yeah. of the actors who I feel like did it um who else? Um, Beverly is really pretty. Oh, she has ambitions to be like a congresswoman who, okay, this is just the one nitpick I have is like oh, no. anybody who's actually running for Congress or wants to run for Congress one day never tells people that. You know, it's just <laughs> they, they like keep they move in silence like lasagna. They like keep their lips shut until they're like need money from you for their. But, but everybody can tell. Everybody knows. <laughs> exactly. that we all pretend like we don't know. But then they hit you up. You know, like someone you went to law school with or college with. It's just like, hi, Misan. Remember? Blah, blah, blah. Like, exactly. I don't, I don't, do I? So to? that's the nitpick. But she's yeah. interesting because you expect her to be kind of like, kind of like Kimmy in My Best Friend's Wedding, who like yeah. her only ambition is to like be like a pretty trophy wife and mother but she like wants the picket fence and she wants the traditional things but she also has like hardcore career ambitions and she just gives me strong jack and jill vibes like yeah no, she was jack told, and jill yeah, i believe she was total jack and jill no i yeah. liked i it would have been so for all of that this movie is like super tropey super like called super like clearly like made through some like algorithm and then like just like toss in a blender and just and just to see if people are drawn to it her character got was got a, a lot more depth than you would have expected for this type of movie mm-hmm. just because it was a clear sort of like it was a woman that wanted to have it all and thought it was possible and was willing to do that yeah. and was very ambitious and like and she wasn't stuck up on anything like that like i like i love the fact that her like she did karaoke and it was super bass and she like just yeah. like crushed it was having it. the best time like she was just getting after it. she was like partying and then Janelle, the sister, I mean, this is a little too on the nose, I think, of the script. So you should just, like, let us think it. But Janelle, the sister, like, leans over to Erica and is like, you didn't see that coming, did you? Yeah. Like, you're a little too, like, of course we didn't see it coming. But you don't have to say it in the line. Like, just yeah. leave it. You're not, I know yeah. you're clever, but you're not that clever. But she was a lot of fun. 
She, I, yeah, I, I she was her. fun. And she I was sweet. I, I, I definitely felt like it was like a revamp of like the rom-com trope where it's like the woman he's supposed to marry, right? Like even yeah. if you don't outwardly hate her, like she's either like too career ambitious so that she's like not attentive to the guy or yeah. she is like so into the guy that you don't re- fully respect her because she doesn't have ambitions or yeah. she's like a high strung bitch. And I feel like they kind of like algorithm like put them together, but then like flattened it out so that, that yeah. she's like generally likable. Right. So she yeah. has like all those qualities, but it's presented in a way that makes her like an attractive or engaging person. Yeah, as and, like, to, and the like, thing is like I, that, that maybe that's to its advantage because then she felt like a real person. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she wasn't like a caricature so which i yeah i think was i think was interesting um yeah. all right i don't like the we already talked about asian bay we talked about the like overbearing mother-in-law i don't i don't want to i don't think we need to go that deep yeah she's that barely movie. in the movie yeah she's there so it's no big deal uh, oh right. I, d- I i wanted to make one small note about just like all the characters which is because again you don't always get the opportunity to watch like rom-coms with black people in it you know as I feel like as someone who watches like a lot of like um, Hallmark and whatever, like Lifetime, it's like really hard. I feel like for them to strike the right balance with black characters, like Mm. they either feel like basically like very deeply tan white people, like there's nothing that sort of makes Mm. them feel like black people, you know, or Mm. they're like kind of like 90s McDonald's commercial kind of black people where it's like, hey, Jerome, black. (laughs) You're like, what? I like I, I wish there's like a specific commercial I'm thinking of. <laughs> I feel like they're dead. They were like dan- <laughs> something about wanting something spicy or whatever. That's like yeah. that's oh my god. It's like Big Mama, why don't you make some chicken? And it's like okay, there are black people who are kind of like that, but then there it's like that doesn't really fit with the character. You know what I mean? Like they just yeah. don't really get. They, they tend not to paint black people who feel like black people who are real right. or known. They just right. take like random tropes or stereotypes of black people and just kind of, you know, paint it on. Or they just write them as white people but have black people p- play them, right? This yeah. movie, I will say, all the black characters felt like actual real black people. I didn't have that weird, uncanny discomfort where like, where did you, like, this was written by a white person who doesn't know what black people, you know? It, <laughs> it felt like, oh, like, I could see these people in real life. So yeah, I, I, exactly. I did appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It, it definitely felt organic and it wasn't something that they were like sort of like trying to shove down your throat to like figure out. Like it just was very, clear. Yeah. like, no, it's just like, it was presented like sort of like, like this is it. This is like, this is life. And it was, it, I, I like that a lot. It was really, it was quite well done. Yeah. Man. Um, well, how about we get into the themes of, uh, that we like sort of like thought were interesting. I, I like the movie we say it, definitely the movie is lacking is not like full of substance, but what was like interesting to me is like, I feel like there's still certain messages that they're trying to get across about um, relationships and like expectations and all that sort of stuff. And you sort of see that through the different relationships that are displayed in the movie. Uh, so what do you think the movie's saying about relationships? Like how would you, for like, for example, the Jason Erica um, sort of like uh, relationship. I was in, I, you know, I liked that it didn't sort of just like sort of like shy away from their connection. Uh, yeah. But it did a bit more like for something that's a rom com. I think it did a bit more like talking a lot about her old relationship versus the new person that she was with, and that's not what I would anticipated from the yes. like, rom com um, sort totally. of like territory. So which I thought was very like was a choice. Yeah, I definitely, and I think this is to 
to our point about why Caleb ended up being more eye candy because honestly they yeah. didn't really flesh out him or his her relationship with him that much it was like yes, primarily interested exactly right. yeah it was like primarily interested in her figuring out getting over her breakup with this guy um and I think the whole central sort of thesis or whatever is just like the importance of closure, right? Mm. Like, so like sometimes it, when you're with someone for so long, like, and she even says that, like those feelings don't go away or you have those feelings. But on the other hand, you know fundamentally that they're not the right person for you. Yeah. But like two people need to sit there and have that talk and acknowledge that and agree together, right? Because if mm. one sort of, if it's like a unilateral thing, like in the situation where he just kind of disappeared, then it kind of creates that false sense that maybe this dork because you didn't have any control over right so it's like yeah maybe so this, this one dork, that went away like he's the one that got the away one who got away yeah yes because even exactly. when beverly asks like oh was he the love of your life or whatever when she like sort of alludes to him like the relationship she had and then you know erica doesn't answer and you can sort of see like oh well maybe he was and now like i missed my chance but it, you know i but i do like I thought it was an interesting quote when Erica was like, "You are the lo- if you were the love of my life, it would not be this hard." I don't I don't mm. know that I agree with that, um, and also felt like a little too pat for like, yeah, like, a little too first a little too pat in general, and also like the movie hadn't shown us like, like what is this like, what is the difficulty because like, she was like that into her like she was that into her career, and so he thought she did, like. So that was too hard. So that means that they're not the loves of each other's lives. Because life is like, life is not yeah. always just like easy peasy. So I don't know. I, th- I think I fundamentally just dis- like, dis- that sort of took me out of the movie, but I fundamentally disagreed with the. Yeah, I agree with you. I also feel like um, and we can just talk about it here where I don't know if I agreed with the point the movie was making about sort of like her dreams and desires for her career versus her relationship because she kept kind of being like oh well music was always much more important to me and like bas- like it seemed to uh, uh, assume that had she loved him enough her music wouldn't have been a yeah sort of, like, exactly yeah i didn't like that either i, I thought that was i didn't a faulty really premise. like that I yeah that i thought it was a faulty premise. premise like i do i think at some point they were kind of trying to say like oh well he would have understood how important your music was and maybe that part wouldn't have been hard which maybe i kind of buy right like if he was the right person he would have like understood her ambitions and her dreams in a different way but to like kind of use how much you care about other things as a litmus test for like how much you care about this person like music was her entire life because like it was the thing she dreamed about as a kid so does that just mean like no if no guy will ever like come close and then she doesn't love that guy or which I think the movie's trying to say is that when she meets the right guy music isn't going to be as important to her which I 100% disagree with right yeah I I didn't yeah no I didn't get that and then when she was sort of like oh making it in music was her dream like I mean this is at the end of the movie when like her her best friend is like oh Cray or is it Cray or is it Cree Cree what was it one of those um yeah was like yeah yeah maybe it was Cree I, I wanted to say Cray because he was Cray. 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 But, like, <laughs> but, but like Cree is like coming back with an album. You just try to see if you can get in contact with him again and make that connection. And then she's like, oh, well, that was that was one of my dreams. But for now, I'm just going to take a leap. And at first I was like, oh, OK, cool. Like a leap into something else. But it, she went yeah. like an actual leap. And the movie ends with her leaping with Caleb into the water, which cool yeah. but how does that negate the fact that you could get the career that you wanted with your music i don't know i just yeah i found that I, a bit disappointing 
I thought it was disappointing, but I also feel like the movie was confused and didn't know what it wanted about that. Because yeah. then with like yeah. with um, Beverly, it tried like in her conversations with Beverly, right? It was all about like men think they're the center of everything, but they aren't. I have my dreams and my ambitions too, and so it seemed like in the woman to woman conversations, it like stress the importance of like adhering to your mm. dreams and that like yeah. a, the, a good relationship would allow you to sort of grow in both right but then on the other hand especially it kind of seemed to be saying something about well you don't love him that much if your dreams sort of overshadow your love for him and so i think the this is where the algorithm had like a glitch right yeah <laughs> like, like that's yeah because that and that's <laughs> the point then like it just buttresses your point that it was really an algorithm and not someone like trying to write like a script that was like affecting and then like shopping it around and then it goes to Netflix. It's like, oh no, create a specific, you can tell it was created specifically yeah. based on what Netflix thought would be like, you know, yeah. itself. Um, which is a pity because like Beverly is like a real ambitious career woman, but she also like wants to like, you know, she has that line where she wanted to like, you know, smell the home that she'll have with him. I or, like like, that. or like the rice is the smell of the home she'll have with him or something like that, which I thought was cute. And then yeah. later on, Christina Milian's character, Erica, tells um, Jason, like, oh, like, she wants exactly what you want. I don't want that. But I don't, like, it, it felt like that was sort of, like, Erica definitively saying she wasn't that interested in, like, the, the picket fence and all this other yes. stuff. And I said, are, are you saying then that you don't want any of that? Like, you don't want to be married? Like, it's not that you don't want to be married. Like, you're still, it didn't seem like that was she, what she was saying or not wanting children. It just seemed like the way in which... Jason wanted it in Charleston, South Carolina was not what she wanted. Um, yeah. But it just was, it wasn't, it wasn't sort of like laid out as clearly. It was too like the, I feel like, like you said, all the points were sort of muddled a bit. So you're trying to yeah. parse exactly what was being said. Two points. One, I don't remember, I'm just going to say, a point in the movie where she called Charleston, South Carolina a small town, which I thought was like New York shade. Why? Unnecessary. Very <laughs> uncalled for. Uncalled for. Also, Charleston, Charleston is a delightful city. Delightful. It's a city. It's a proper That's, city. And the food is delicious. I'll tell you guys that. It's great in Charleston. But two, okay, I'm going to, can we just do an exercise? I just thought about it spontaneously. Being okay. two rom-com junkies, let's yes. rewrite it the way like, using like the rom-coms we've seen like i'm gonna tell mm. you what i think how i think should have been played out and then mm. you can tell me how you think it should have been played okay out. does yeah. that work that's a, yeah that's okay so i think that what would have made more sense or to, to sort of clarify the messages is that and this is where the movie didn't have the time the space the sort of uh expansiveness of plot elements inclination even here. maybe inclination <laughs> but what would have been is like if she and caleb a part of the bonding of the relationship really had to do with him listening to her dreams right and yeah. him like being really involved with the music and asking her about what's happening and him encouraging her mm. in, in her music or whatever right and that so you see that like she's in a new kind of relationship where they complement each other and they sort of push each other in their like career ambitions because career ambitiousness is something that's going to be central central to her regardless right yeah. and so she doesn't say no or turn her back on that but like rather we see that this is going to be like a crucial way that she bonds with her new guy that he like shows that he really cares about yeah that he cares yeah. about this and so at the end she can be like to her friends like okay, why don't you 
try to get me a meeting with him in like a month and she's like a month why and she's like there are a couple things i need to do first and oh so my god that'd be a perfect ending <laughs> yeah. perfect yeah. oh i yeah. love that i love yeah. that so much and so she, yeah so that she movie. and caleb are having fun so she knows that like grinding isn't everything right like she she can enjoy time or whatever but she knows that with this guy she can go back to new york and pursue her dreams yeah i like that i'm I'm trying to is there anything what i would change with that i don't think so i think all i all i will i think the and we already talked about this a bit what i would adjust would be us actually seeing like a development of her relationship with caleb if that was yes because they tried to do this like sort of like faux love triangle a bit where it was like, oh, she's in between two brothers. But it wasn't that she was really, like, sort of drawn to both of them. Like, the connection to her ex always seemed more sort of, like, it was, like, richer and full of more feeling. You know what I mean? So you could almost, there's a movie in which, like, he realizes sort of, like, oh, he does love Erica more than he loves Beverly, and she's the fit for him. And, you know, Erica has not gotten over sort of everything. And even though she wanted the closure, she like understands what's important to her. He gets how her music is important to her, but it's not just like to the exclusion of him. And they, and they come back to like that. They were like, sort of like seeds that you could see being planted in the movie to make that happen. So it ended up becoming a little too confused because then Caleb was like the spoiler a little bit. And it's like, well, which connection should we care about? I ended up caring more about the fact that, about the Jason connection than the one with Caleb. I, d- I agree too. You know what it is? Is like, I think I 100% agree. I was much more invested in the Jason connection. Yeah. But because we like Beverly, there's no way the movie would have allowed. Cause it's yeah, no, like of course. Like, no, for sure yeah. not. No, like it, she would have had, there would have to have been something else. Or it could have been like, you know, that movie, The Family Stone, which is like not um, a rom-com necessarily. But like, it's sort of, it's a, it's a movie actually where one uh, guy like is dating uh, this woman and she comes to meet his family for the first time, but she's like super stiff and they can't really get along. Oh with yeah, yeah. Jessica, Sarah called. Jessica Parker's yeah, and, yeah, Sarah Jessica yeah. Parker. And so then they switch partners. You know what I mean? And then yeah. uh, Sarah Jessica Parker ends up be, uh, with is it was it Owen Wilson or Luke Wilson? It was one of the Wilson brothers. Luke Wilson. Luke Luke Wilson, right? And Luke Wilson is yeah. like you know like he's not stiff. He's like super chill. So then they balance each other out. It could have been that type of movie. Yeah. Uh, and then. Another thing that I would have changed, if fine that Caleb is a love interest that we're supposed to care about, beyond him just being eye candy, they could have uh-huh. given more than just like, and maybe the movie will say like, we we're too busy staring into his eyes and looking at his chest and his abs <laughs> to pay attention to it. But <laughs> they couldn't have given more about sort of what his, mo- like they had the conversation about like, oh, trying to figure out what to do next after being out of the special yes. forces. And like their little inklings, you can tell that he's like his, his, brother is like the baby of the family and he has to sort of like manage everything and be the one that's in charge and strong while the brother sort of like gets to like coast there's also but there could have been more of that sort of bonding relationship with christina with erica christina milian's character because does she have siblings does she have parents yeah is she like you know even beverly does beverly have parents or was beverly's parent they were they at that wedding you know well she said wait quick this is the other crazy thing they she's like basically implied her parents are gone like maybe they died and they never followed and up that on that. And that was it. And that She's like, "Yeah, well my parents were around." And Christina Milian's like, 
Yeah. Hmm. And then we just never. <laughs> like, who responds to someone saying something like that with, like, yeah. No one in the history of, from like, relationships with human beings, people that are human, that engage with each other and talk and that are not, like, you know, animals. No one, even animals will discuss this in their own animal language, no matter the species. No one just lets that go. Anyway. A squirrel's like, oh, my dad got hit by a car. The other squirrel's going to be like, nah, nah, nah. yeah, I don't know more. <laughs> like, all right, well, okay, bitch. Well, about this acorn that I found. <laughs> God. Ooh. All right, well, I think Nana wrote the perfect ending. I just added, like, yes. other bits of it that I think would yeah. help, you know, sort of, like, flesh out this movie. And maybe totally. it would require less sort of, like, wide-ranging shots of the beautiful water and terrain of the resort <laughs> and i gotta tell you if we lost a little bit of that i you can you can just add it in the credits i wouldn't be too upset but maybe because they spent all that money <laughs> well they also spent a lot of time singing no one over and over again and <laughs> like, we got like the full play of that song you know alicia key said she wanted to be paid double she didn't want to just be paid the producer money she wanted to be paid also for her song her original art from her what she should have done was unthinkable. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> unthinkable yeah, yeah. should have been the song, honestly. <laughs> well, so I, I say all of this to say, like, well, two other things I want to talk about before we, like, I know, okay. I, I feel like we spent all this time um, engaging about what we didn't like about the movie. But, like, I also didn't feel, I, I understand with the movies that, like, you don't see, like, the real human reaction that you would expect, you know what I mean, from people. Yeah. But, like, you, like, you sort of, like, sort of go with it. But this movie really took that to the extreme where everybody's like best friends at the <laughs> yes. end. There was like no real like too much emotionally too much. <laughs> like emotional sort of like impact from all of the different like relationships. Like Beverly was lied to by multiple people for days. Yes. And then she just like decides to marry her fiance because they know that they're better fit because his fiance, her fiance's ex, now husband's ex fiance told her and then she's her friend she's like i want you to be <laughs> this is where it could have been this a little is... shady it was like i yeah. want you to be at the wedding so you can get your closure why and she's you'll sing there so you can get your closure and i bet <laughs> and you know the the, <laughs> the movie meant it to be something like pleasant but i felt like it was a little menacing like so like don't you ever try again <laughs> bitch like that's what i like and I what wouldn't it be great if the movie ended with her, Beverly, turning to the camera like Michael Jackson's thriller at the end with like a little yes. glitter? <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been the plot twist. I would honestly, that would have elevated that for me a lot. I really would have been very into it. <laughs> She's like, closure. And then she like looks, breaks the fourth wall and looks and at us like, and like, kind Whoa. of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just like that. Oh, man, that's a shame. That's a missed opportunity right there. No, but you're right. You're right. You're right. Like, these, no, none of the, like, the only person that was actually, was actually having, like, real reactions was probably the mother-in-law, and even she was doing the most. Yeah. <laughs> like, even though it's Beverly's sister. It was almost sister. to the, yeah, and the sister. But it was, then it was, like, they, because everyone else was acting, like, so mild-manneredly in response to, like, what are, like, truly chaotic turns of events. It made up made the mother in law and the sister seem it was almost to the point of parody. Their behavior was seemed so over the top. You yeah, know? Well, even though they were the ones actually having like real human emotions that you would expect in that in the context yeah. of the movie. 
So I know yeah. it's crazy. Like, yeah, because you're right. Beverly was lied to. So even if she like ends up not hating Erica, right? Like your fiance did not tell you he was engaged to someone. That's a problem. A year ago. A year, <laughs> a year ago. ago. <laughs> like, like that's crazy. Then you want this chick on. to be the best friend. And and then for me, it's like he. Jay, uh, Jason and his brother have so much like Jason has so much resentment and sort of mm. residual sibling rivalry towards his brother. You can't tell me that he'd all of a sudden be okay with his brother being with the woman that he was in love with for four and a half years and and they made out marry. At, they made out at, at the, the wedding. wedding like at the it's reception like, like that's super disrespectful honestly like and I gotta yeah. say like I feel like <laughs> and maybe this is you know me and I. I Jealous and possessive is something that I yeah. get, like, you know, let it not be said I'm not self-aware, all of that. But, like, if my, <laughs> like, it, no way on God's green earth would, if I had a sister, if my sister yeah. started dating my ex, would that be an acceptable sort of thing? Like, I don't care how, like, maybe it would depend, but I'm going to be honest. I can't see a situation where if I have been with someone that has seen me naked and now is like, all right, we did that for a while. Okay, that was cool. And then is now going to be with my sister, my, you know, the sister that I do not have. Uh, and then he will see that. So you've seen both sisters naked and that nobody, and it's fine. No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I, have to draw I mean, the line. I would draw that line. I think I would probably ultimately be okay with it because I do have a kind of like a, you know, people need to be with the right people sort of thing. Oh, you're, see, right? you're so kind and you But I, I will say I wouldn't do it in like three hours, right? Like this yeah. would have to be, this would have to be like a very slow rollout. Like, like you guys go for exactly. ice cream and then to a movie and, you know, you're, you're working with me here. But to just kind of be like, hey, okay, now they're making out at my wedding, even though like yeah, no. yesterday I thought maybe I was in love with her and going to like call off my wedding for her. This is crazy. It's totally sense. crazy. And I don't think Caleb and Erica stay together. I like, I do, I do not think you that don't. was happily. I don't think I don't think that was a happily. I, they didn't give me enough for me to believe that was a happily, like a real happily ever after. I would see that as a happy for now. Yeah, I could see that. Mostly because one, they didn't develop their relationship, and yeah. two, they didn't talk through all of the lies and deception and feelings and all these other things. Like <laughs> I just talked like, about this. We, I mentioned this in the episode last episode about doing like the emotional excavation to like actually work through yeah. like all of the issues. None of that happened. <laughs> None of that. <laughs> And so that they're means your like, foundation is faulty. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Because they're both like, we both want a white picket fence and to eat rice and crock pot stews. Yay, we're going to get married. <laughs> like, you're not like, special. Okay, yeah. Like, that's not a real bond that you like a rice cooker and a crock pot. So there's like 85% of millennials in America. So, like, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Okay, I didn't actually think about it deeply because I was, like, not invested in Caleb and Beverly at all. But you're right. I, I, they they just have too much shit they haven't worked through. It's too much. Point. It's too much. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense yeah. at all. So yeah. Anyway, I yeah. I think the last thing I'll just note about like all the crazy like okay one is just like the people's reaction and stuff like that like and then on top of like what we talked about like the different character shadings but mm -hmm. I just want to note that this type of movie where it used to be Lifetime and Hallmark but Netflix is trying to kind of get in on it yeah. that sort of saccharine made for TV tropey rom-com is mm -hmm. sort of like the most retrograde genre of 
content you have out there, right? It just yeah. is. Like, it falls yeah. on really traditional basic tropes. And I will say, though, you can see the choices that they made to deviate from, like, the rom-com form stuff that we knew from the 90s or 80s, right? Yeah. The fact that they deviated from that, I think, is a marker of, like, how the culture, the cultural shifts that have happened, right? Because if mm. even the rom-com like this is gonna like have a woman who cares about her career and is ambitious, right? And they made a point to not make it about competition between two women. And yeah. like, and so I, I feel like watching this just reminded me that there's just not as much of an appetite anymore for some of those like old tropes, right? Like you need to yeah. like, nobody, like women don't wanna see other women fight over a man in the same way. Women kind of yeah. want, like, you know, it's very Hello Sunshine. We wanna see like women like teaming together and being friends and, and like women. <laughs> and supporting women. We want right. women who still care about their careers. We yeah. want like, we want guys who are sort of emotionally, like the, the male lead, right? He like talked to her about his own vulnerabilities and his mm -hmm. uncertainties about like, you know, so he wasn't sort of a he-man alpha guy. Like, like so it's, it's just interesting the choices that they made, I think are an indicator of like what the appetite is right now for yeah. what we see in rom-coms. Yeah, I think that's right. I just wish it was done in a way that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was more emotionally resonant. And you know, it's so yeah. funny, like, <laughs> Nana and I have spent this like hour, like, you know, a lot, a good chunk of it, like sort of being like, oh, this wasn't done as well. But it was still a very enjoyable film experience for me. So enjoyable. I had a I had a wonderful Sunday afternoon watching this movie. I really did. Yeah. I was entertained. It just was. I giggled fluff. a lot. Yeah, it just was. Fun. And there was a, there were like there are funny lines and funny uh, like line delivery. Like at some point, I remember the sisters when she got really mad is like. Go call the Mauritius police because she was about to wild out on that girl. <laughs> like, just go call the Mauritius police. God. There was just these random funny little Like, what town were they even in? You know, we didn't even get that. It just was like, God, Like, yeah. what's the capital of Mauritius? They didn't even bother to tell Yeah. <laughs> you know, not even a nod to like, oh, welcome to blah, blah, blah airport. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I gotta say, just vibes, man. Just vibes. Yeah, and like it was just a beautiful pretty. resort in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. Yeah. All right. Well, so I guess enjoyable. that was it was enjoyable. So that was our those are our thoughts about resort to love. We had a lot more than we thought we would, but that yeah, sounds about right. Do you recommend it? Do you recommend yeah, it? I recommend it. Okay. Do you recommend it? Well, I do. I recommend it in that like mood where you're like about to go to bed or you're making dinner, or you know what I mean? You just kind of want something Or you're Netflix and chilling. You can just have you're something Netflix in the background. You're Netflix and chilling, yeah, and you just want to enjoy Because it's, as much as we critiqued it, I will say that it somehow manages not to be groundworthy bad, which a lot yeah, of like, no, it's, Lifetime yeah, it's and still, Hallmark it, it, movies do. Yeah, like it treads that line where it's still enjoyable. And I agree with you yeah. like, that some Hallmark movies, especially Hallmark holiday movies, it's yeah. just like, like I watch a lot of them with my mom when I'm home for the holidays, and like, there's definitely like different different levels of quality, but a lot of them yeah. is sort of they're eye roll worthy. This was not eye roll worthy. It just sort of like things yeah. that like we could quibble with. Well, clearly a lot of things we quibbled with, but it's still something that was like, I would I would watch it again. So I would yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. And I would not ironically like because I love Hallmark movies, but usually so I can like laugh my ass off at them. Yeah. This there's yeah. not I I didn't really make fun of it. It was like enjoyable in itself. Yeah. And you know. Yeah. Never go wrong with Christina Milian singing. Girl, give her some trophy that's not an Oscar, but shows that she's participated well. 
a participation trophy? No, you know better than a participation. Our, that's what's wrong with our generation. Why don't you give participation trophies? Slightly. With that, like, actual, like, real, valuable, A-grade, A-quality work. That's the issue. Anyway, before I start being the no, old woman, I would give, ranting at I would cloud, give her... I would give her something that shows that she tries hard and she's pretty good at a lot of things. Fair, fair. I don't know what that award is, but we'll maybe yeah. we'll think about it come next, <laughs> next episode. <laughs> All right, you want to talk about our HEAs, Nana? <laughs> yeah, sure. Do you want to start or do you want me to go? Uh, you can go. Okay. My HEA is yet again another TV show um, because... I read a book that wasn't a romance because I do that sometimes, guys. I'm a versatile <laughs> bitch. Um, so this TV show, God. <laughs> the book I read wasn't romantic. So I went, I went with this TV show, This Way Up. I love it. It's on Hulu. It is not – and I'm just going to kind of give you just the skinny, which is that sometimes my picks aren't pure romance. They're, like, women-centered that have a romantic element or, like, a relationship I stand. So this is kind of one of them. The premise is – and I think the uh, Ashling B is the writer slash main actress. It's yeah, British, right. but the, yeah. but no, the main Irish. woman – Yeah, it's, it's a British show, but the main yeah, woman is British Irish. Show, yeah. yeah. Um, and it also has Sharon Horgan, another Irish actress slash writer love who I her. love, love from love Catastrophe so and much. whatnot. Yeah. Um, yeah so and great. so you know how I feel about the Brits. They have. The, <laughs> I love them. Yes, but they do have the style of show that I really appreciate, which is kind of like auteur in the sense that it's like someone like a very personal sort of like work of like an, a writer slash actor do you know what i'm talking about so like fleabag and stuff like yeah, that where yeah, it's like intensely focused on like a story about one person and you can tell that the, the writer actor kind of does everything right so this is one of those shows um and it's about a woman who had like a nervous breakdown they don't really tell us what exactly happened in the beginning but she is getting out of an institution or like a rehab facility and going to live with her sister who's a banker type in london and so a lot of the shows her just kind of reacclimating to life after this like really traumatic breakdown mm -hmm. and her sister kind of who's the type to kind of pretend that everything is okay but is sort of fraying because she is like really scared for her sister um mm. the what's the strength of the show a hundred percent is the relationship between these two sisters yeah, one it's because so great yes it's so authentic. yes i love it so, so authentic and the two women the two actresses are just hilarious like yeah and so they're and they have such great chemistry together and there's just, and there's just like a lot of quips and barbs and just it, it, you have to kind of keep up with like the dialogue but it's mm -hmm. really funny yeah um and then the other thing is that the character uh anya the main woman has ends up like she's an ESL tutor or an ESL teacher for adult um, English as a second language like immigrants in London and she ends up getting a gig where she privately tutors a French boy and his father is played by Tobias Menzies who I don't normally think is really hot but he kind of does it for me in this show yeah he's no, the guy from Outlander and you know, yeah. so Tobias Menzies is an actor that plays. He's currently playing Prince Philip on The Crown. He's also an actor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, yeah. You know, there's something about, he, I don't know, maybe it's him because it's him in the present day, but he, it works. Yeah. It, yeah. That's true. Maybe it's the present day. He really, ha he works. And he's like, 
they have such a great dynamic. I ship them hardcore because she is like kind of one of these people who's incredibly goofy, kind of says whatever she thinks is constantly on and is really funny because like she tries to like hide the pain by like laughter. Whereas he's like the guy who doesn't get the joke and is super straight laced. But like she every once in a while, he like tries to hang or make like a kind of a remark and she doesn't Mm -hmm. get it. And it's just like really funny. And it's watching this like opposite attracts thing happens. And they just have like a really sweet build that I love like I'm really invested in their relationship yeah so that's my um that's my HEA I'll just also throw one that is not romantic but everybody needs to watch P Valley because I watched it on Friday all eight hours in one city <laughs> that's a random ass plug but you gotta do it I went Are to bed at 4 a.m. Are you gonna about? No I'm not just, no, you Google it and watch it, it on Hulu. Yes, Google <laughs> okay. it and watch it on Hulu. Because it's not romantic, so I'm not, by rules, I'm not going to talk about it. But that's yeah, just a random not plug. Yeah, Nana. But yeah. Yes, okay. Yeah, so that's but just a random just plug. Just Google P-Valley and watch it. Okay. <laughs> well, I should have had you, I should have gone first so you could have ended the show talking about Googling P-Valley. That was, that was a tactical error on my part. <laughs> All right, so the book you can I edit wanted- it to the end. <laughs> No, I refuse. We have to stick to the purity of how it went in real time. Um, Mm -hmm. No, so my HEA is a book that I've read a few times now, and I went back to it. It's called Inevitable Conclusions. Uh, It's by this uh, black female author, Christina C. Jones. She's more of an indie author. She's not uh, like, you know, doesn't have a big publisher. A lot of her stuff is Mm. like self-published. It came out in 2015. I read this first in 2019, and I think I've read it. I guess every year since. Uh, so, but it's about these two characters, Cora and Tariq. Um, they are, or Tariq, uh, they are childhood friends who uh, were, have been best friends for like over 20 years. They, uh, they have each other's closest confidants and they started out with like, they dated in their 20s and it was disastrous when Mm -hmm. uh Tariq was this like huge NFL player and she was like this you know she's like a Broadway like Tony award-winning director um wow and ended up becoming like a huge they were like attempted a black power couple but ended up like badly with like potential assault charges like it just it ended up poorly so they like broke up yeah this book is intense uh so they broke up but still managed to remain friends and how they managed to do that is they're also friends with benefits so they Uh uh you know go back and forth when each other when the other isn't like married or with a full-on girlfriend they are sleeping with each other and the way this book opens up i swear because the sex scenes in this book are very hot it opens up with like i guess i'll spoil a little bit of it it opens up with like cora like knocking on the on Tark's door and um basically like right it like you know her you know she's dtf right ready to get mm-hmm. after it uh because she just had some disappointing date with her ex-husband or something like that and they just, he's like, oh, you're back. I thought you said we were shutting this off. She's like, well, I guess we're not. And they just, it is like, woof, woof. I'm like, you guys can't this is how it, myself. That's this how it is begins. how it opens. That's okay. how it opens. So it's like, it's like a heck of a cold open. Uh, so, because <laughs> <laughs> it's not cold. <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> but. As it opens up, like they so they have sex and like, oh, what is going on? What is this? And then you see that they are so enmeshed in each other's lives to the point that like he has a space in his clock. Like he like was an NFL player and then now he's a financial advisor to like all these huge athletes. Um, He so he has a lot of money. She has a lot of money. He has a space in his like 
closet, huge huge closet just for her. They go out on dates, oh. like all this. Like it's like their their bond is something really intense, and they've always been worried. They're so close, but they don't want to mess with it because they already like tried that in their twenties. So they just sort of yeah. like hang around each other and sleep with each other from time to time just to see what happens. And so the way this book plays out, you know, essentially is like, oh, they're like, okay, well, maybe we should finally, like, try again with other people so we can keep our friendship. And then, you know, of course, it doesn't play out the way they thought they would. Um, Never does. And there there are a lot of different parts of it, but, like, what I liked about it was just it felt very... It's not your typical love story because usually like when you see it's like friends to lovers, it's like the initial thing where the people were friends before and then they get together and that's how the book ends. Here it's like, it felt like real life. You know what I mean? Like they tried it um, and then it didn't work. They're like, okay, we'll just be best friends, but they're still so connected and like really yeah. into each other and like they're just it for each other no matter the people that have tried to come in. Uh, and it's you see how close they are because... Uh, Cora actually had a daughter as a teenager and Tar- like Tarek is basically like that kid's like stepfather in all but actual name so like that's how tight their uh... family is they're so so close uh, so it was just interesting watching how they deal with and these are people in like their late 30s like mid to late 30s that have or like mm-hmm. yeah early 40s are dealing with all this and finally they get together obviously because this is a romance novel but the journey for them to get there and the multiple like sex scenes that help them get there uh or just like it just is such so entertaining it's what i like about it even more is that Tarek, the guy has been pining for court he's been waiting for court to be like finally okay i'm ready for us to do this again it's always the best when the dude is pining like that it's Uh, always the best with the dude cora is just like no i don't want to ruin it i don't want to ruin it like this is so cool like this is great and then finally like you know how sometimes with women like as women will say stuff like no 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 and then the guys will try, 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 and they're like, oh, all right, took out your word. So Tark takes her out her word, and Carl's like, how dare you take me at my word? I have never been so offended in my life. And so that, you know, so that ends up being part of it as well. But they're one of my favorite parts in the book, and this is a spoiler, but one of my favorite parts in the book is like when eventually it happens, uh, Tark is so happy. He sends like a text to his best friend other than Cora, his best guy friend is like, finally it's just it's just so cute this it's just warms really my it's heart. such a good read it's uh, such a great read inevitable conclusions by christina c jones it's not your typical book i recommend because it's not like a mainstream book but it's a great mm-hmm. read i think you guys will like it uh so check it out that's my hea yeah you know what it kind of sounds like love rosie except for way sexier oh and way with sexier black people yes and older yes. so it's almost like a better version of love Rosie. yeah yeah and, like. and love rosie like they had like there are so many near misses that were almost like painful here it's a bit it's not like they're still sort of tied together they're still in each yeah. other's like space just like not you know except for when they're you know Humping their lives out <laughs> or their lives yeah. out rather. Uh, yeah, it's so well, good. Girl, I think you'll like it. Check it out. Check it out. Annoyingly, I got yet another book to add to my Goodreads want to read list. I know, You're always. I know. Just it's honestly my favorite thing, just like watching it pile up. I'm just hoping that you never catch up, <laughs> that each episode I'll just add another one and another one and another yeah. one. You're driving it's, me crazy here. It's it's my one of my it's one of the pleasures I have every time we record this on Sunday. <laughs> all right, so I think that's all I got. Do you have anything yeah. else, Nana? No, yeah, just watch P Valley. That's it. <laughs> Sorry, I love it. I I mainlined that show. Like I sat down on Friday night and then 
went to bed at 4 a.m. because I could not stop watching it. Wow. It's so good. <laughs> okay. All right. You know, I keep meaning to watch it. I just, I just like have never started. But I just, I remember it. when it was airing, and like my Twitter timeline was like a blaze, like talking about it. So, all right, yeah. keep it. You heard it here first, guys. We are recommending <laughs> this way up, uh, inevitable conclusions, and P Valley. That has been official <laughs> recommendations from uh, yes. the Hell Yeah podcast. <laughs> yes. Until next time, guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bo, bo, bo. Queen of the pack. <laughs> Queen of the pod. That's what I am. All right. Patra, it's time to go to bed.